Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Silent Ron's back. Hello. Medium-sized Mike's back. How y'all doing? Mike, will you read our Bible verse this week? I sure will. It's going to be Luke 9, verse 23. reading from the ESV version, and it says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And that's our topic. Glad you picked an easy one. (laughs) Not. You did not pick an easy one. Do we ever pick an easy one? No. 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 It's the way we like it. Truth is hard. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like that sermon that we just heard. Yeah. Yeah. Start off on fire. <laughs> and I'm sprinting with that cross on my back. And then all of a sudden, I see a beautiful bird fly by, and I stop, and I'm like, what? What's going on here? And then I just stop. Well, and I think that's a perfect analogy of how we should look at our faith, that it's not at all a sprint. No. It's a... it's like the ultimate marathon you know because just when you feel like this should be the end God's going to keep you going and, you know and he's going to be your strength you know um, the movie um, oh man now I'm going to forget it um, sounds like fo- football facing the Giants I think with the kid, something the Giants. Yeah, advice. the kid had the other kid on his back. Yeah, and he goes, true. "I need one more yard. I need one more yard." And then he went the whole length of the field because he didn't know and he didn't have those distractions around him like you were talking about. And it's like, I need your best. I need your absolute best, and that's what God requires of us. And how many of us ever give Him truly our best? Right, our best intentions, and we try to. And like you said, we start off the gate on fire charging hell with a water pistol and we're doing it we're doing the hard stuff we're taking ourselves out of our comfort zones but then one little thing or one huge thing to us because how how many of us blame it on the pandemic right you know I mean huge thing for us something we've never been through in our any of us in our lives right to where the entire world is shut down and shut off and where are we at now what are you doing now? What are you doing for your faith? What are you doing for your walk? What are you doing for those that are struggling still to get out of that funk right. through that pandemic? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he tells us to run this race, but, you know, you don't have to be the fastest. Well, that's good. You got that right. But I'm just saying, the fastest sometimes misses out on some of the stuff that they were supposed to do. All he wants us to do is be steadfast. Mm -hmm. Consistent. Consistent. Yeah. And he wants us to have our blinders off, pay attention to what's going on around us. Because that's, and that's the race he's talking about, you know. Because you can run so fast that you're leaving people behind. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he wants us to do. He wants us to run at a steady pace as we go by. 
we can lift them people up and take them with us. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how you win that race. Right. It's yeah. not, you cool. know. It's not it's a not, you it's, thing. It's right. It's not a you thing. It's a them thing. Go it's and a, make disciples of men. For God, exactly. Go and make disciples. That's what he. That's what he tells us to do. So you know. So if you think you gotta, you think you gotta be the best, or you think you gotta achieve the most, you might as well step back and start over because you're doing it wrong. Right. Because he wants you to be the least. Because if you're the least, that means you're behind everybody, and you can help pick them up mm-hmm. and move them forward. Right. If you're ahead of them, you're not going. You're not going to be able to do that. Right. So, I'm a fat boy, so I'm, I'm slow anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So that's, Thank you. That's why. That's why I fit good in that just steadfastness race because I don't have to be the fastest. All I got to yeah. be is the. You just got to be the most faithful. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, it ain't well. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And it ain't. You got to be the most faithful to whatever. Is you got to be the most faithful to him, right? Because he is the one that gives the increase. He is the one that supplies everything we need. Mm-hmm. So you know. So if you're running that race fast and you're just chugging along like you just on fire, and sometimes you've got to slow you down. Yeah. And you know, and and I think that's what he's done. He's he's slowed us down to a to a crawl, so we can actually see. Well, look look what we've left behind. Now we need to go back and pick them pieces up, pick them shattered pieces up, mm-hmm. and bring them back together. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, because I was going to say just on top of that. Yeah, it was the um, you know, it's you. we should all actually strive to be that last one. Yeah. You know, to see who is left behind, to see who is in the cracks, you know, and everything to, because that should be, that's a servant's heart. Right. Is wanting to find those people and not leave them behind and know the joy and the, and the, the blessing that you have in your life through Christ. Yeah. If you're only focused on winning that race. Oh yeah. What what are you going to do at the finish line? Beat your chest and tell everybody that you won. Yeah. Look how good I am. With you, you there's not going to be nobody there. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be you'll be alone. Yeah. Because he probably won't be looking at you because you left everybody else behind, right? Yeah. You know, I always go back to where he says, "The first will be last, and the last will be first." Mm -hmm. Yep. So I mean, you know, just just think about that. The first is going to be last. Tortoise in the hair. Tortoise in the hair. And that last man, he's going to become first. Right. And the rich will be poor and the, and the rich, poor will be rich. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it just... Uh, Jesus taught that stuff in a backwards way to, to make a point. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was that was his way of making a point. You know, if you want to be first, what did Jesus do? He come, he come to serve, not to be served. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if we're going to be one of his disciples, we got to serve. Yep. We got to be just like him. We got to mold ourselves after him. And if you're not molding yourself after Jesus, you may as well give it up. Right. Because it ain't going to work. Nope. Because if you're not molding yourself after Jesus, you're molding yourself after the world. The world ain't the way, and, and it's not where it's at. Right. Nope. I think, and I know I've been this way a, a lot in the last couple of years. But I see myself gradually not relying on this crutch. But 
if I'm carrying my cross and my burdens or whatever, and I'm running that race or fast walking that race, whatever you want to call it, and I stop for that water break, and then I'm revived again. Mm-hmm. But I always pick the wrong things as my water break. Right? Like a huge conference that was there or a huge Christian concert or something. It had to be a huge thing instead of us sitting around the round table, a small group, a men's group, a sermon, whatever to light that fire for that water break. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's wrong at all because that's what got you at that time. Right. You know, because, you know, like I had told you guys, you know, when we went to that men's conference, it was two and a half years ago even. You know, to me, whoever the most dynamic speaker is, that's what I would have needed. Right. Just to want to be there, let alone to actually get something out of the conference. And then it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that person that touched me the most. Right. You know, it was it it was something that was genuine and whatever. And it took me till that one to realize, oh, okay, I, I'm my spiritual maturity has got to a point to where it's now I can just hear the truth and what I need to hear. Right, and that God's opened my eyes, my heart, and my ears to be mm-hmm. able to receive a message. And again, you know, I mean. He, going to the one with great speakers is what opened my my heart the first time, and God did that for me. So to go and 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 have it again, you know, in each revelation, if you will, in my life, to say, okay, you're, you're past this; doesn't have to be this one anymore. And I think that's just spiritual growth of being able to accept the truth in your into your life and and put it in practice because that's huge, mm-hmm. you know. Because again, you're, you're building a relationship, and there's no relationship anywhere more important than one you make with Christ. Absolutely. So that's correct because you know you, you look for those how they say it Kras, Krasmitic or whatever the, them all great speakers you know what I'm saying oh, the yes. ones that, charismatic charismatic yeah Thanks the ones the that puts word. the pizzazz in everything you know yep and <clears throat> that's one reason why I didn't go to them conferences because them guys didn't tweak my interest for the simple fact is is because did it sound more rehearsed yes from the heart yes Mm -hmm. you know when you when you talk to just a plain everyday average person that spills their guts from the heart about God them's the speakers I want to hear them are the ones that them are the ones that's got the heart for God. I'm not saying the other guys don't have a heart for God because they do, but I think they've let the I think they've let the glamour and the, and the bright lights kind of blind them a little bit. Well, it just depends, really. It does because I think our pastor is charismatic. He is, but he's down to earth. Well, I get that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he just breaks it down for people like me to understand it. Well, okay, but like, <laughs> yeah, for me, like, for Bibles out. Yeah, me like personally, right? Like I needed that charismatic speaker at that time in my walk. Right. Okay. Maybe I maybe I'm saying that wrong, man. Because 
you know, you got to have, I guess you got to have a little bit of charisma to pull the, to make, to make the draw. Yeah. So, no, I, I know what you're saying. I think that when you talk about an overall speaker and that's all that they have, then you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then they, they get away from that. And that's something that's hard to decipher. It is. Is, okay, is this genuine and, and everything like that? Because one of the first, I think it was, he might have been the last one. I can't remember that. I think he was. But uh, Chandler? Yes, he was one of the first ones that I went to. Okay, yeah. I'm, um, but uh, but he, great dynamic speaker. And then to follow through and, um, and do lessons with him and things like that, you know, just totally down to earth, biblically based, all of yeah. these things. And, but, um, but when we, we, we had that one time we talked about that movie, um, see, I'm blanking tonight. I don't even know what's going on. Sounds like the, where it, it's just the, uh, talking about the different faiths and stuff like that, that they put together, but it kind of, um, really talked about the, uh, the, like the, some of the like the charismatic speakers mm-hmm. and their um and the <laughs> I might be having a stroke here. Um, uh but like the not progressive but the um jeez. Oh, Just that they're teaching a different kind of doctrine and they're teaching a different kind of uh, gospel. Right, you know, um, and things like that. And I, when I watched that movie, I was in the same boat of what you were talking about of of how do you distinguish between these types of preachers? And I could have very easily at the in, very beginning of my walk just totally been enamored by the the preaching of this charismatic speaker that it would have been prosperity gospel all right. the way, and I would have hook line and sinker I would have been in you know and I could have seen how that could have happened to me you know and it just so happened and I again I believe it's a God thing obviously that that's not I needed the I needed again human me nothing spiritual human me needed somebody charismatic to drop me in but then it took like like you said with our pastor it took somebody who was truthful you know, down to earth and stuck to the Bible and the truth. Right. But to see, basically that's be able the thing. To teach you can me. be charismatic and still be down to earth with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. There's a, like I said, there's a lot of them like this last conference we went to in Columbia, mm-hmm. you know, about the only one I really honestly I'm, was Casey Wolf because when he started speaking, you know, he, he started, his voice was kind of, choppy and mm-hmm. I honestly thought he had Parkinson's disease mm-hmm. you know yep. I really did I thought that's what he probably had but it wasn't it was not even that at all it was that 250 foot drop where he hit the, the, the stadium seats, seats and stands. Yeah. that's what done that to him you know he was down to earth he was he was truthful he was heartfelt about it you know and them them are the kind of speakers I like to listen to because they talk about stuff that has happened to them, mm-hmm. right? And how God has absolutely changed their life, right? Instead of the ones that say, "Well, you've got to do this to be able to change for God," or you know, yeah. And there, there is places for them, guys. There is, yeah, there, yeah. Because it's, not, it, it, it's where you're at, right? Like I think about it, physical side of it, yeah, the actual physical side of it. I think yeah. about it like radio frequencies, mm-hmm. right? Like, you pick a channel, and we're all at our house, 
we all might not have that clear reception mm-hmm. because yeah. we're not all in the same spot. We're not yeah. all in the same location. Mm-hmm. We're not all in the same faith walk yep. that we've been in. Right. Right? So, like, I might need that loud, charismatic person where you guys might not. Right. Okay. And that's what I say. There, There's places for them, guys, that I just like the more no, yeah. heartfelt thing, you know, the ones that something has absolutely changed their life in a dramatic way, mm-hmm. you right. know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess I relate to that because that's the way my life was absolutely changed towards him, was in a dramatic way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so. Well, and for me, every, I don't want to say every pastor before in my head sounded the same. Same delivery, same cadence, same Bueller. hellfire Bueller. and brimstone style. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's true or not. Right. Just to me, that's what that, it sounded like. Right. And then I heard our pastor and like shook things up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yep. and the Mike and Mike, the movie that you're searching for was American Gospel. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Cole makes the word exciting for me. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to hear it. It makes me want to go, like you were saying, going to different preachers and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting there and I'm listening to them, and I I don't feel it, I just can't connect. So I drift. Mm-hmm. And I sit there like, when's this over? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I'm gonna but tell you this. Cole can say the same thing that this guy's saying. And I'm not saying that he's a bad preacher by no means. It's just that I'm not getting it. That's not where you're at. Right. Right. But right. I'm telling you, this last Sunday sermon was, uh, it was yeah, spot that, on point. Yeah, he was good too. Yeah, he done really good. Yep. I mean, he hit some very, very good points that uh, even I needed to hear. I mean, of course, I need to hear it all the time. But, I mean, there there was some points in there that I'm like, but to bring, I'm doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, but to bring it back full circle, to like on topic again. Mm-hmm. I would have been carrying my cross listening to those dynamic speakers or the charismatic ones. But then if it wasn't one that I was looking forward to, I would have stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. Took a break. Because, right. oh, you would have set your cross down, wouldn't you? It, it's not yeah. so-and-so, yeah. so I'm not going to get anything out of it. Yep. Right. I yeah. could have been doing something else. Yeah. But in reality, I should have been paying attention more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, right. and, and you know, carrying our cross is actually fully submitting and trusting God during our storms, our trials, our temptations. Yeah, everything. Listening, to, listen to them, Almighty, high-speaking preachers. You know, we're supposed to carry our cross even while we're listening to them. Yeah. Which means that means we're putting our trust in God and trusting that God's going to give us something out of their speaking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just takes a little while, right? Yeah, because I mean, you know, some to of get, them, some of them do over talk, you know, as far as because they could, words, you they know, they could lose you, but you know, they could lose you, and then all of a sudden, bam, they got you back. Because I've had that happen where I'm sitting there like, okay, I know this guy's getting to a point here. You know, 
So I'm gonna, I'm but gonna just think of it. I'm gonna let him go. I'm gonna let think, him keep just, going. Just it's think coming. of it as, as you're bearing your cross, and the Holy Spirit's giving you the answers that you need. And that's you know that's that's trusting in God, and that's that's how we carry our cross for. And that's also how the world is today, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want something, we want it now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like. Back in my day, no, <laughs> back in my day, <laughs> right? Like you had a, a thirty-minute TV show, and you had to wait until next week, right? Mm-hmm. Now yep. you can watch all twenty-four episodes within the matter of the day. Yep. Back in my day, when you was hammered <laughs> with a chisel and <laughs> on a stone, <laughs> but and I think that's like I know. I've set my cross down for a lot of different things, no matter what it is. Yeah. So that's that's the sad thing. We do that quite often. Yeah. We'll drop that cross and we'll leave it set there, you know, until we think we need to come pick it up again. And yeah. that's not right. Right. That's no way to, you know, hear that or the situation is just so heavy. You just need to sit it down. Right. But, and, you know, still, that's, you that's right that you shouldn't do it because that's not right. trusting in God. Right. That's what I'm saying. You're like, well, I'm going to sit this down. I'm going to walk over here and cool off or something instead. Yeah. And you should just that's, keep it with you, like you say, and trust. Right. Because eventually it will. Yeah, that's like, that's like when you set that cross down. You're like, okay, God, I think I can take care of this one for you. Right. I'll do it. Every time... I hear about carrying your cross. I always think about our friends that was at the craft show. Mm-hmm. And I know we told a story on the podcast before, but just in case, first time. Yeah. Our friend was at a craft show with her brother's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And they walked in the door and there was yard crosses. And there was lots of them. Well... Her brother's mother-in-law picked it up and carried it. Our friend was like, nah, I'll get it on my way back out. And so they went went on about their day, got their crafts, whatever. And when she came back, when they were about to leave to pick hers up, they were all gone. All gone. So it's almost like one chose to carry the cross all the way around. And and saying this, carrying the cross... Maybe a pound, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not a big yeah, right. thing, and one chose not to. Yep. And that's the thing. If you don't choose to carry your cross, you're going to miss out. Mm-hmm. On that symbology, that was great too. Because imagine if it would have been five feet tall. Yeah. How many people never would have picked up any of them? Right. And that's what we're talking about. That's what it is in our life when we feel like it's overbearing. It's not that we continue to try. We usually just stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anybody here has not tried. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying, or anybody that listens. But I'm just saying our natural reaction is this is going to be hard. Yeah. And this isn't the way it should be. Right. But you know, it, it is. And just like brand new believers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that's when they get tested. Like, oh, you got that brand new cross and yeah. they're carrying it? Mm-hmm. Well, here. Let's get it dirty. Yep. Let's make you drop it and get it dirty. Yep. You know, that's that's kinda like that's kinda like what Todd was talking about yesterday, you know. You'll be going along, going along, and then all of a sudden, you know, just quit. 
something happens and you just give it up. No matter stop. what it is. No matter what it is, you just stop. Yeah. Kind of like my painting. Kind of like your painting? I was painting. I was going good, going good. And then all of a sudden, I stopped. Were you using an 18-inch roller? It, no. <laughs> and it was hard to get started again. Right? You know? Right? Well, that, you know. Todd's, That's the same thing. Yeah, good announcement. <clears throat> yeah. Todd was talking about all of his projects, his wood projects. That, right. You know, he does. He, he says he's a good starter, but he hates to finish them, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, and his daughter, his daughter is, she's a finisher. Right. Yep. You know, and, and think about that. That's a good analogy because you got, you got your starters mm-hmm. that start some things, start some kind of ministry or, you know. And the ideas. You got the ideas. And then you got the people that are the finishers. So you put them together with the starters and the finishers, and you got a pretty good team. And that's exactly what God wants. He wants that's to put this. That's how you get your disciples. He wants yeah. to, he wants the starters to start it and pick up the finishers so they'll finish the project. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. a lot of times, and I'm not saying always, a lot of times you have more starters than you got finishers. Than you got finishers. Yes. Yeah. That's very much true. Yep. Because people always like to start them new ideas. But finding somebody to get on board to help finish them, that's, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Just like I was saying with that painting thing, I, I was gung-ho started, you know, just like the Bible or Christ, I was gung-ho started. And in my project, I was gung-ho started. Then I stopped, took a few days, but then here come my wife in, you know, kind of like anybody else coming in to pick me up and get me restarted again. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing, because I was going to talk about this too. Is when you're carrying your cross, it's it's twofold almost, right? Like you always need God there with you to help you carry it. Mm-hmm. You also need your people. Oh yeah. Sometimes, but also sometimes you need to do it by yourself. The want to to do it by yourself, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a difference between it's like taking the training wheels, trying off. to do it all by yourself, right? And then needing it. Yeah. That's what you're looking right. for. Yep. But uh, I'm just saying, there's there's two different. Yes. Yep. I mean, same same thing, same crossing that you're carrying, but sometimes there's people that you need to rely on, and then other times you just need to rely on you and God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. Because sometimes you are the starter and the finisher. And the finisher, exactly. Well, if y'all see me not carrying my cross, just tell me to pick it up. Oh, we will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We'll bring a trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Anybody got anything else? Wrap to wrap it up. Bookend it. Whatever you want to call it. Anybody else think of it as a different way? A little bit. Um, Are we going to play a guessing game now? I I think, and I know I've talked about it before, and I I think it's getting to a point for me that it's, I I, I talk about it so much, but evidently it's on my heart. Yeah. And I think that's... um, Having some, having a cross 
that you feel like's out there that God's saying, he's like got his hand on it, holding it up for you, just ready for you to take it over and you're not doing it. Right. You know, and... Uh, like training wheels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda like me in my youth, you know, because when I look back on it, he was there. He was holding my cross for me even though I didn't even see it. Yeah. Until later on in life and realized he had me and my cross and he was waiting for me to take it. That's the way I look at that, mm-hmm. you know, because I always thought he was never there. But obviously he was there, you know, looking back on all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes me feel kind of bad about the whole situation because he was there with me, but I wasn't carrying my own cross, so to say. And he right. was carrying me and my cross. Mm-hmm. And giving me the choice to carry my own. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe that's not quite the way you were wanting to say it, but that's no. what it is for me. Yeah. You know, I should have been carrying my cross then. And when I look back on it, obviously it wasn't, but yet he loved me enough that he helped. The way I look at it, he held on to it until I was ready to take it back over. Yeah, absolutely. Well, think, I mean, there's a lot of things we should have done. Right. I get it. I mean, <clears throat> a lot. Oh, yeah. But I was totally, I was totally out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Most of he, us were. He, was, he wasn't even like a gleam in my eye then. But yet, like I said, I sit back now where I'm at with my faith and look at all that stuff that happened. And I know I've said it before, you know, obviously he had to be there or I would not be sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So, yep, absolutely. And if he's going to stay with me that long, then, you know, I just got to give it all to him, and that's where I'm going. Yep. So, he didn't give up on me, so I'm not going to leave him either. <laughs> Final thoughts. Pull the needle off the record. Who's going first? Ron? I don't, this is not really mine, but it was something I read. It says, uh, if we are going to follow Jesus, we must give up our life and take up that cross every morning when we roll out of bed. It's good. Very true. And to be fair, like every final thought that we've ever had on here has never been our original ones, I don't think. We've always heard it. From, or read it from somewhere else. We picked else. it up somewhere. Maybe Carl. I, I, I Maybe Carl. <laughs> Carl might be the exception to the always, rule. I, didn't, I don't always read something. Sometimes I actually have a final thought. Yeah. But this one here, I was reading when... And it you struck told you, me, right? Well, when you told me the topic, I was just reading through some stuff, and it popped up. And instead of just saying, take up your cross and carry it, it actually told me and reminded me that we need to do it every day when we roll out of bed. Right. You know, don't don't pick a day here and there that you decide. Well, today's going to be God's day, and I'm going to carry that cross. Mm-hmm. Right. You roll out of bed and say, "Okay, God, be with me. I'm going to carry my cross today and guide me through this day." Yep. Mike, Bob, I got uh, 
Carry your cross with pride and get it dirty, because that's you staying in the fight with God. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. I told you I had a riddle for my for the listeners, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my, my final thought is uh, don't worry about what you don't have and be grateful for what God has given you. Okay, but the riddle is, and I want these guys to email us, put it on our Facebook page, but I really want them to think about what I'm getting ready to say and I want some I want I want some feedback on it. I want to see what they think. He would love some feedback. I would love some feedback cuz I want to see what they've got to say about it. All mm-hmm. right. So, the riddle is don't go to the desert to get your feet wet. Hmm. What's that mean to you? And what's that bring back to you to See what people say about that. Uh-huh. Well, Does like it, it kind of go? It makes me think about the footprints in the sand, where there's mm-hmm. only one set, and he yep. walks with you. He's yeah. carrying. Yeah. It's true. It, it can mean a lot of things. It yeah. could. There's probably not going to be a wrong answer. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I just I was sitting around yesterday, and actually, it was before we was going to church yesterday morning. I'm. I asked Rose. I'm like. Uh, what do you think this means? Don't go to the desert to get your feet wet. And she sat there all the way to church thinking on that. <laughs> I finally explained to her what I thought it meant, but I'll explain to him next week what it is. But I really want some feedback on it. It's kind of hard to get your feet wet in the desert unless you uh, don't believe. Because yeah. it's dry land. I'm going to have to think on it myself. <laughs> That's food for thought. Yeah. Yep. Mine is when you pick up your cross, no matter if you're a starter or a finisher, just keep walking forward. Absolutely. Even if you stop for a second, because we all stop, mm-hmm. you still got to pick it back up and keep going. Like Bob hinted at, you can join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. Coming in October, we will have our second All Broken Conference. Every Friday until the middle of August, we'll be announcing speakers and things that are going on there. And then that's when tickets will go on sale. The Saturday after the final announcement. Um. Anything else? Yeah, don't forget to give us the feedback. Yes. And Bob said he's going to pray us out. I'll pray us out. Yeah. Um, like I said, join us on our Facebook group. If you have topics, comments, or answers to Bob's riddle, comment on there. If you want to go long form with us with topic ideas, share one of your personal stories and you don't want to do it on the social medias email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com and Bob will pray us out most gracious heavenly father we just thank you for this day father we just thank you for allowing us for allowing us to be able to bear them crosses father to carry them and father we know that we're carrying them for you 
Father, we know that uh, we're trying to further your kingdom by showing people how to bear them crosses. And first and foremost, Father, we're just giving you all of our trust. We're putting all of our faith in you. I just pray, Father, that all of us can do that. Father, I just pray that we can just trust in what you've got. Trust in you, Father. And I just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And until next time. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.